If you are interested in helping to relieve hunger and starvation, both domestically and internationally, visit BuddhistGlobalRelief.org. Hello, this is Christy Bates of Oxford, Mississippi. Welcome to episode 99 of the Deep South Dharma podcast, being released on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. Our topic this week is the skillful use of food. And we'll get to that in just a moment. I want to remind you that you are always welcome to join the Deep South Dharma online group that meets Saturday mornings That is 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time, Central U.S. Time. The link to that can be found at DeepSouthDharma.org. And then midweek, if you would like just a 20-minute meditation practice with a sense of community, um, I offer that at 11.30 a.m. U.S. Central Time on Wednesdays. There is, that has its own link. It is also to be found at DeepSouthDharma.org. And now, let's get into our Sutta study. This topic has been brewing for the last month or so at least, and the approach of the holidays seems as good a time as any to offer some Buddhist perspective on the use of food. Developing a skillful relationship with food is a means of eliminating a great deal of suffering in our lives, for ourselves and for others. And as we'll see in a few minutes, it's also a way to reach past our illusion of an isolated, self-sufficient self. Even if safety right now requires that we're spending holidays alone or a little more alone than usual this year. To help us set the tone, let's take a look at what the Buddha taught his earliest students about the use of food. This is just one small segment of the Majjhima Nikaya, the second uh, chapter. Wisely Reflecting One partakes of alms food, not for entertainment, not for intoxication, not for the sake of beautification, and not for becoming attractive, but just for the support and sustenance of this body, for keeping it free of harm, and for supporting the celibate life. Quote, thus I terminate old feelings without arousing new feelings, and I will be healthy, blameless, and live at ease, end quote. A number of things worth highlighting here. The first two words, wisely reflecting, firmly establishes us in the human realm. When we inhabit the animal realm, there is no wise reflection, only sensory awareness of the presence of food, followed by the conditioned greed or aversion, 
coupled with a delusion that, that there might be lasting satisfaction. When we inhabit the realm of hungry ghosts, where beings continually starve because they are unable to take in the real nourishment they need, the feeling of not enough reigns, whether it's a feeling of not enough food, no matter how much we eat, or a feeling of not enough thinness, no matter how much we diet, or not enough definition, no matter how much we work out, or just not enough in whatever way we measure ourselves to be not enough. But in the human realm, the Buddha is teaching that wise reflection provides a basis for our relationship to food. Wisely reflecting, one partakes of alms food. Now, of course, part of what's going on here in the original teaching is that the Buddha wants his monastics to be mindful of their dependence upon the generosity, the alms of the lay community. Their, their generosity helps build up the expression of the Dhamma in the world literally by feeding the Sangha. But even those of us who are not monastics can find that wise reflection on the generosity that feeds us allows us to nourish ourselves spiritually as well as physically. Being well-nourished spiritually involves having that felt sense of being supported, cared for, not feeling cut off, isolated from life. When we think of how many conditions had to come together to bring us our food, how many people, including ourselves, have spent part of their lives putting this food into our bowls, we can enjoy it just as we can enjoy just as much gratitude for the connections that sustain our lives. The next several phrases are pretty direct and self-evident, and they bear repeating, not for entertainment, not for intoxication, not for the sake of beautification, not for becoming attractive, but just for the support and sustenance of this body, for keeping it free from harm and for supporting the celibate life. And of course, we would also say for supporting the householder's life as well. Now, I want to help us notice that the Buddha is not saying not to enjoy your food. In fact, He's teaching us to enjoy it for real, to truly enjoy it, free from being driven by sense cravings. So those phrases, not for entertainment, not for intoxication, and freedom from the craving to become, right? Not for beautification, not for becoming attractive. I find myself thinking of the opposite of this teachings um, in the, the magazines that you can see every day at checkout lines in the grocery store, right? These magazines covers that always uh, has a picture of a cake, a picture of an attractive person, and in bold letters, the false promises of a diet, right? You see in that one place, the craving for sense pleasure, the craving to be thought of as attractive, and the insanity of delusion all right there. When we look beneath the agitation of those cravings and that insanity, there's not any real enjoyment of food happening there. So what does help us enjoy our food? 
The Buddha goes on to say that eating, quote, for the support and sustenance of this body, for keeping it free of harm, and for supporting your life. And then he closes with an example of sort of a summary reflection in quotation. One might say to oneself, thus I terminate old feelings without arousing new feelings, and I will be healthy, blameless, and live at ease. I remember reading something once that interpreted this to mean I put an end to feeling hungry without creating feelings of discomfort from being overfed. I think that that's certainly accurate, but I think that's a very one-dimensional way of looking at terminating old feelings without arousing new feelings. I see that eating with this intention and this wholesome kind of enjoyment allows us to put an end not only to hunger, but the stress of cravings without creating the stress of poor health or the stress of guilt that comes from harming the body with either extreme of over or under feeding. So I hear it as I terminate old stress feelings without creating new stress and I will be healthy, blameless and live at ease. Another way of putting an end to stress and pain should be mentioned for those of us living in a time of holiday celebrations during a pandemic. You may be feeling the stress of not having what you need. If that's the case, I hope you'll be willing to reach out to people who are eager to help you support your body and life, whether those are friends and relatives, whether those are community efforts happening on the other hand, you may be feeling the stress of having more than you need, which does not allow you to live blameless and at ease in your own mind. I want to suggest that instead of spending the holidays fighting with yourself about what to eat and how much to eat, that you enjoy eating enough to care for your body while also contributing to the welfare of other beings through support of organizations that are feeding people or perhaps you have outlets where you can actually go help feed people yourself. You can offer that support in whatever way makes sense for your own circumstances, your own monetary situation, your own, uh, your own health and health risk, especially if you are feeling alone and or lonely at this time. Engaging in generosity toward yourself and others can help you know that you are not alone. You are a needed and valuable thread in the fabric of this life for so many sentient beings. Let's just give ourselves a minute to let that settle.
If you are interested in helping to relieve hunger and starvation, both domestically and internationally, visit BuddhistGlobalRelief.org. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.